You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Wednesday, September the 23rd. My name is Lucas Smith. I'm your host for the show. As always, thanks for tuning in. The St. Louis Cardinals with a big 5-0 win over Kansas City last night in a game that, to be quite honest with you guys, as I shared with you yesterday, in case you didn't listen, I was not very confident in the Cardinals' chances at winning that game with the... Uh, with the starting pitchers that the Cardinals had on the mound and the starting pitcher uh, singer that the Royals had on the mound last night as well. Uh, but there's a reason that you, you play the games and you play to the final out, and the Cardinals were able to get a 5 nothing winner, and I will talk about it on today's episode, talk about the excellent performances from Gomber and Carlson. There's still some things that the Cardinals need to shirt up, though. There's no doubt about that. Talk a uh, about the updated playoff picture, as well as preview the game that's going on tonight. 7.05 is your first pitch if you're in the Central Center time zone as the Cardinals go for a series win. So let's get right to it. Cardinals, 5 nothing winner. Um, only seven hits, but hey, Cardinals got the job done. The offense was able to work seven walks, five from the Royals' right-hander, Brady Singer, who is coming off two electric starts. And the Cardinals just all of a sudden get five walks off of him. Uh, I was listening to the radio for the first couple innings of it as I was driving around. And Rick Horton and Jim, or uh, John, excuse me, were talking about the, the slider on Singer wasn't super sharp. And as I watched the replays of, of, of his outing, um, I tend to agree with him. And, you know, it allowed the Cardinals to lay off of him a lot more than, you know, batters in the past have. And he just didn't have it tonight. It was one of those nights, you know, coming into the start, his ERA wasn't super, you know, eye-popping. I think it was in the low fours. But his last two starts were super eye-popping with 14 shutout innings over the two starts, eight punch-outs in each start. So the uh, the Cardinal offense was able to get to him by laying off of his, his breaking pitches. He was in those two starts. He only walked three in those 14 innings, and he walked five in the three innings that he pitched last night. That's a career high for Singer. Beyond him, uh, Newberry came in, did a nice job, and then Zimmer and Zuber each gave up a run to uh, round it out. But uh, at, after that, the Cardinals only gave up, or only worked, rather, two walks, so it was important for St. Louis to get off on a fast note. You don't want to let guys like Singer settle in, because when pitchers like that settle in, it, it, it's a lot harder to get a run off of a starter late than it is to get a run off of a starter early. So the Cardinals were able to get to him in the second inning and knock him out in the fourth inning. And if you would have told me coming into this game that one of these one of the two starting pitchers was going to get knocked out after three innings, I would not have guessed Brady Singer. I would have guessed Austin Gomber. But to Austin Gomber's credit, he pitched extremely well. Six innings, just the four hits and the three punch outs. Austin Gomber straight up stepped up yesterday. He was able to eat some innings for the Cardinals, and it was a doubt whether he was going to be able to do that or not. But he was able to pitch six quality innings against the Royals and give the Cardinals the best chance to win. And at the end of the day, he did his job and more. Austin Gomber with a really, really solid effort last night. And then beyond him, the bullpen made that stick. Ryan Helsley continues to improve after he comes off the COVID list. Genesis Cabrera continues to impress. Jake Woodford was a little bit shaky at walking a hit, but he did strike out the side to end it. So bullpen uh, and the starting pitcher, Gomber, yesterday really, really impressed. And when you look at the offense 
It was overall okay. You, you'll take the seven hits. Wong had a two-hit day. Carlson, a three-hit day. I'll highlight him a little bit later. What was big, though, were, were, were the walks, like I talked about. Working five walks is huge. Getting runners on base, getting an opportunity to score. Before I get into the negatives, let's get into the positive of Dylan Carlson. This man is on a terror right now. I know it's only been um, less than a week. He was called up on Friday. So I know that it's been, you know, not too long, so I don't want to get overly excited here. But, I mean, since his return, he's just looked more comfortable at the plate. He's 6 for 18 in, in that stretch since being called up. He just looks like he's squaring up the ball a lot more. I know baseball can get into analytics a lot, but right now Dylan Carlson is 100% passing the eye test. And he is just impressing with how he looks out there on the field. He seems to be carrying himself better. Time off did Dylan Carlson a world of good. And uh, it's not only paying off in how he looks, it's paying off in how he plays. Carlson was 3-for-4 yesterday. He had a, a double in the second inning to drive in a run. A leadoff triple. Um, a couple innings later, I think that was in the fourth inning. Yeah, it was in the, the fourth inning. Let off on the triple. And that was on a 1-2 one, uh, pitch in his slider. So that, that's a good sign. When you, when you look at his hits... You know, it's a good sign that he had a 2-0 slider for a double in the second. He had a 1-2 slider for a triple in the fourth inning. And then he worked a nine-pitch at-bat just a couple innings later in the sixth. And he was able to end up singling on a fastball, but he, he fouled off a couple changeups in that at-bat and worked a really good at-bat. And even in his last at-bat, he uh, was going for the home run. He got, he got a 2-1 a curveball that he hit to the warning track in left field. So even when he makes outs, Carlson just seems a lot more comfortable at the plate, which is exactly what the Cardinals need right now from the outfield. We saw Carlson make a great catch uh, last night. Or excuse me, it was uh, Monday night that he made the catch. But the Cardinal defense really was impressive last night as well. Harrison Bader with a couple of nice catches, even though he was pitiful at the plate, striking out twice. Dexter Fowler made a nice play, and Matt Carpenter was surprisingly solid at third base. I know Carpenter had one of the errors, but he made a couple of sliding uh, plays on a couple of ground balls, a couple of nice throws. He started a double play in the fourth inning, I believe it was, um, to uh, get Gombert out of a jam. He was really solid down there at the hot corner, and that's something that the Cardinals need because you know the third base area has been a little bit of a problem when it comes to playing defense when you have guys like Brad Miller and Matt Carpenter playing defense. They not tend to not be the strongest of defenders. So despite the one error that Carpenter had, I was, I was impressed with his outing uh, defensively. Um, you know, offensively, as a cleanup hitter, he went 0 for 3 with, with two strikeouts and a walk. Hit a buck 83. And I, I, I will say, in, in reference to the strike zone, I didn't think the strike zone was great last night. I don't think anybody thought thought that. He had, I thought that um, the home plate umpire, Manny Gonzalez, so I, I usually like, I usually think he does a good job, but I think last night he was a little bit too liberal of a strike zone for both sides. He wasn't just against the Cardinals or, nor just against the Royals. It was one of those times as an umpire where I don't think he had it. Um, and he had enough in the fourth inning when Brady Singer came out and Mike Matheny comes out on his birthday. Happy belated birthday to Mike Matheny. And then he says the magic word, whatever it was, to Manny Gonzalez, and uh, Gonzalez throws him out. I don't know if that's a gift for Matheny since they lost or what, but Matheny ended up getting tossed his first ejection as a Kansas City Royal. I think it was his first ejection since 2017, they said on the sh- on the uh, telecast. So it's kind of funny that, you know, Matheny gets tossed as he's, he's walking off, but... Uh, 
Yeah, so I thought the uh, the umpire had a rough night last night, and he ended up hearing enough from Mike Matheny. So that the, that's a quick snapshot recap of the game. I like going through situations with you guys and kind of giving you my, my thoughts on it. And the story really was the defense and Dylan Carlson. I know the defense had two errors in Edmund and Carpenter, but they still made some dandy, dandy, dandy plays. Can I say dandy too many times? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so... That puts the Cardinals at 27 and 25, and the playoff picture is getting more and more interesting by the second. And uh, you might not, you're gonna have to wait just a moment for me to talk about it, but I will talk about the playoff picture and what that looks like for the St. Louis Cardinals coming up in just a moment. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 the world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your businesses did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever, and Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our wonderful listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more qualified candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere, so take advantage of it right now. Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September the 30th. With 16,953 athletes statewide competing in year-round in 16 official Olympic-type sports, Special Olympics Missouri is an outstanding organization helping those with intellectual and physical disabilities. Right now, you have a chance to help support Special Olympics Missouri, plus be able to win a brand-new 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck. Buy our raffle tickets now between October 31st, and it is easy. Go to somo.org slash raffle. Click on the green button to buy truck tickets generically. 20 bucks for five tickets. That's one free, and it connects Somo athletes to health and wellness programs. $5 per ticket helps individuals with intellectual disabilities. $10 is the minimum online purchase. And if you're out of state, don't be afraid to head over to somo.org slash raffle anyways. Anybody is eligible for this raffle. October 31st is the last day to enter for the truck. You can also win trips to Branson and Las Vegas. One entry for every $40 of tickets heads you one entrance to the truck raffle. Once again, that is every four tickets you buy, you get one for free, and for every $40 you purchase, you will be entered to a separate drawing for trips to Vegas and Branson. Somewhat.org slash raffle. Click the green button to buy truck tickets generically. Access to healthcare isn't great for a lot of people, especially those in the disability community. So Special Olympics is here to help and are stepping up to be a part of the solution. There's a crucial Game 3 of the series happening tonight. First pitch, 7.05. Carlos Martinez facing off against Danny Duffy. I'll talk about that to wrap up my show uh, today, but I do want to talk about the playoff picture. And as it stands right now, this episode being recorded late Tuesday night, all these Central Division teams are done playing. Uh, there are a couple of 
games going out over the West Coast right now, but nothing with NL Central implications, obviously, and one with wild card implications. But as it stands, St. Louis Cardinals are in sole possession of second place in the National League Central, just three and a half back of Chicago. So that puts them as the fifth seed in the uh, National League playoff hunt as Miami lost today to the Atlanta Braves. So right now the Cardinals will get swept, or I'm sorry, I mean they'll play (laughs) San Diego in the first round, best of three at San Diego. That would not be a very fun game to watch. It would be great to to see Machado and Tatis Jr. up close and uh, the Padres who are very young and exciting. That would be awesome, but I think that would be a quick exit for St. Louis if they were to play San Diego. Um, but the season is is still you know a lot of baseball left to be played, especially with the doubleheader. And people have been asking about whether or not the Cardinals will play the second game or the two games against um, Detroit. There's an article by Derek Gould that I retweeted that kind of gives the specifics on that. But one thing I will touch on is that they're only going to be played is it, it, if the playoff implications are affected, not seating. So like if the Cardinals have it clinched and the only thing that it affects is seating, they won't be played. But if the end of 58 games come up and, you know, Milwaukee or Cincinnati is still like a half a game or a game behind where those two games mean something, then St. Louis will play those two games. So the Cardinals really control their own destiny here with the remaining week and a half plus of the season. If they take care of business, they won't need to play the extra games at Detroit, and they can clench the postseason outright. If they don't and if they falter, they're going to need to play the two extra games. So the Cardinals really control their own destiny here, and that's just what Mike Schultz and the Cardinals want. So St. Louis is able to control their own destiny, and I think that that's best for St. Louis uh, moving forward, and I think that you know that'll be a, a real motivational factor for Mike Schilt and the Cardinals because Mike Mike Schilt's big on motivation and he's big on supporting his guys. So I think that um, yeah, I think, think that that's something that plays into the Cardinals' hands. Um, you look at the other you know remaining schedules for the other teams that are in the playoff hunt behind St. Louis. You have Milwaukee and Cincinnati. They're playing t- uh, the three game set right now, and then Milwaukee moves on to the. Um, to the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. I don't know, sorry, I don't know what I'm thinking. They move on to the St. Louis Cardinals series, and then following the series against Milwaukee for Cincinnati, Cincinnati moves on to play the Minnesota Twins. So that's not looking good for Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is going to look for a win tomorrow, and I think they, I would view that as a Reds fan as a must-win game. But like I say, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but I'll say just one more time, the Cardinals really control their own destiny here with just over a week left to go in the regular season. Um, or less than a week, I guess, because you got one game tonight against Kansas City and then five against Milwaukee. Cardinals can really take care of business, bleh, take care of business and control their own destiny here. Um, and that all starts with, with, with tonight. Carlos Martinez going up against Danny Duffy. Martinez's numbers don't look great. He's 0-2 with an ERA of 840 and 14 punchouts. But his stuff has been there the last couple starts, and the consistency is starting to get there for Martinez. His last three starts, he's gone three and two thirds, four and three and two thirds of an innings respectively. His year earned run numbers have gone down four, three and one in his last couple starts. What has not gone down are walks. Struck out eight against Cincinnati on the thirteenth. Uh, walked two, walked four in his last starts against Pittsburgh, and uh, he gave up five runs. But like I said, only one of those was earned. So I like Carlos Martinez heading into this start for St. Louis. 
in his career against Kansas City, uh, going back to 2014, in five games, that's just two starts, uh, 17 and two-thirds of an inning. His ERA is 1.02. Uh, last year, he had two games against them. 2017 was his, uh, one of his two starts. He went seven and eight innings, gave up two earned, struck out seven. So good numbers in his career against the Kansas City Royals. When you look more at uh, his stats against the Royals in Kauffman Stadium, they're also... Um, you're also good um, in, excuse me, in, in three games there at Kauffman Stadium. Um, that was one of his starts. 2017 has the ERA is 1.69 in 10 and two thirds of an inning. So good numbers against the Royals and at Kauffman Stadium. So you, you like Carlos Martinez's chances to pitch well for the Redbirds. And then they're going up against the lefty, Danny Duffy. His numbers aren't really eye-popping either. He's 3-4 and four with a 5.01 ERA. His most recent start only went three and two-thirds of an innings when he gave up six earned to the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, it was funny. I was in a Twitter uh, exchange with Ryland Stiles of Locked On Royals. I think he was tweeting from the Locked On Royals account. And he uh, and, uh he said the, the, one of the lone bright spots for St. Louis in this series is that they get to face Danny Duffy. So that tells you what Ryland's confidence levels are heading into this game. But I really like what the Cardinals can do. I think the Cardinals have a really good chance at taking two out of three tonight, especially with Carlos Martinez on the mound. His, his stuff has seemed to be getting better each and every start. So I like what uh, Seamart brings to the table. And if he does what he needs to do, hopefully the Cardinals can, can sneak past the, the Royals with a little bit of offense with Martinez shutting the door. So um, that's that's really all I got. I think that the Cardinals, you know, with the even with the good offensive performance, what they need to improve on is the 3-for-13 with runners in scoring position and eight runners left on base. That can't happen against good teams. The Royals are not a good team, so the Cardinals got away with it. So we'll see if they get away with it again tonight. Uh, that, again, that's all I got. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals. That's also the Instagram handle as well. And be sure to tune in tomorrow as I recap the Rural Series and then preview the all-too-important Milwaukee Brewers Series. Looking forward to talking to you then. Until then, stay safe, stay well, and have a great day. Thank you.